Good afternoon and welcome to the latest edition of the uh, Bottom Club. <laughs> yep, the Bottom Club, in more ways than one. Or oh, oh, we could, someone, as someone said on... Uh, on, on on Twitter, we could we could call it the, the Tinder Club. The Tinder Club, yeah. In fact, my missus had uh, suggested that earlier this weekend, actually, saying uh, saying that's, that's not sure what's worse, the Tinder Club or the Bottom Club. It's yeah, I think Tindall's tittle tattle could Tinder. be another one. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, are, are any of these going to stick as people, managers, what anything? You know, we, we just I think the lesson we've learned is if you're going to have a podcast. Don't name it after a member of staff in an industry that's got a real, you know a notoriously high turnover of staff. So you know a bit of foresight, and we'd have been all right, wouldn't we? We'd have been Blades Pod Two or something. I don't know, but something that's going to be the same, whatever happens. I think we keep it. I think we keep it as a tribute to the man. Well, I think you're right. I mean, for one thing, we we are the Tufty Club until you know. They're playing the same formation, albeit badly today. I'm sure we'll get on to that. Um, all the players are the same. It got us where we are today. Pretty much the reason we started a podcast is because we're enjoying football so much and Andy made us do it. Um, and he, you could even argue it was a bit of a trio. We're, we're like that back three, aren't we? We've got you, David, Beden, Egan, uh, dependable, like everything revolves around, you know, like solid, directing things. Me, Occasionally look gormless, occasionally say something good, but then fall on my ass. And uh, and then on, you've got uh, Womble as sort of the left footed closet ginger that um, that just don't turn up this season. So, you know, it's it kind of fits anyway, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, I mean, for those who uh, have not heard our uh, we did a if you've not heard, Wilder's gone, everyone. Case, I was about to say, <laughs> normally at this point, we, we, we sort of reflect on the last few days, last last week, uh, since the last game, but it's been fairly quiet, hasn't it, really? There's not, not much to discuss. <laughs> Dear me. I mean, we've. I'm sure we're going to touch on it again at least for a bit, but if you want to know our thoughts on the, what we think about the situation, or rather what we thought about the situation before we even knew it was a full situation, we recorded an entire hour of it on Friday night, so... That's available. We're, a lot of it's obviously conjecture, and it still would be, wouldn't it? Because we still don't really know why he's gone. He's not being sacked, yeah. has he? From there, what you can there's get nothing with. really we said on Friday night that we, you know, we're, we're going to dramatically, you know, have new opinions or new insight. Um, I mean, I suppose since since we we, we recorded our uh, musings, uh, some would say ramblings, um, we we did have the kind of the eventual statement. I mean, it seemed to drag on all through Saturday. Um, sure, most United fans, you know, like us, would probably you kept checking your phone and stuff because you knew it was coming. And then I think Sky Sports said there were all these rumours that oh no, they, they're locked, they're locked in talks. And it took training. Someone on car car park attendant, it's, it's took training, and it might be staying. And all this absolute bullshit. Um, but then, and then someone said, I've seen him driving down Exor Road past. Banner cross, he's gone. Like, just well, he could be going anywhere. He probably does that every day to go home. No, but he wasn't <laughs> like... on the bus. He wasn't on the bus to Leicester at that one of the, the two buses. Oh, that, I see what you're saying. On different buses. Um, and then and then eventually we had this statement that we, you know, I think I, I joked on, on Twitter that 
some some admin at the club was like dreading, like you send it, no, you send it. I don't want to send it. I think they were hoping they'd sort of slip it in under the radar, but they knew they couldn't do it too late because then people were saying, oh, they're trying to do it when you know everyone's gone to bed and stuff. So they had to leave it as late as possible. And I think it was. So it ran about. I want to say about quarter to nine. Is that? It was around nine o'clock, give or take, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What What did you make of the the the, the statement? Well, I think. I think we replied on Twitter to someone who, who, well, we said it looks half finished, and someone said something, and we said it it does. It looks exactly mm. like my English coursework circa nineteen ninety whatever, where neighbours were just about to start. So you just you hastily scribbling about some character in Romeo and Juliet that you're supposed to be doing a character assassination of, and then you see you hear that theme music starting. So you know your tea's ready, and neighbours is coming on, and you just like think, oh, that'll do, and you just leave it. And then you hand it in next day, and it, it had very much the air of that about it, didn't it? That they'd started writing a like a press, proper press release, and they just gave up. That'll do. Send it. I'm I'm gone. Which camp? Uh, who was the Capulets and the Montagues out of uh, Wilder and uh, <laughs> Abdullah? I don't know. I can't remember which ones were goodies or baddies. They're all they're all knobheads, weren't they? So I suppose it fits because I think I think there's more to it. I mean, we're all us, us included. Uh, you know, gushing over Wilder, not in that way. Uh, and, you know, saying how, how he's given us the best ride, not in that way, of the past five years. Uh, and it's it's been brilliant. But you, you just know that there's something more to it. You know, he's, he's not compromised. There's stuff from his side as well. So, yeah, it probably fits. It's bigger than just a summer. It's because it's they didn't fix roof on training. <laughs> See that one? Yeah. To be, to be fair, our train, you said it on the last, on the Wilder podcast, didn't you, that we're only Premier League club that's not, whatever it is, category A or whatever for youth academies and things like that, because the facilities are shy, aren't they? But um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's been pushing for that. But again, this, these are all things you compromise on. You just you just think, right, okay, that roof does need fixing, but we've had a bucket under it for two years now. What's another sort of six months to 12 months going to matter while we're languishing in championship? Yeah, it's, it's certainly got surely something, you know, fundamentally that's that's gone wrong in terms of the, you know, the direction of the club sort of moving forward. And I think it's been building up, building up. And Wilder probably thought, you know, he's, he's hung on. Because you think he would have gone ages ago. I don't think anything's massively changed in the last few weeks, but obviously he was hoping that, you know, they, they, they may kind of look at things. That, and, 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 I, and I don't think it can be just around kind of spending money because if the Prince ain't got any money, which he doesn't seem to have, and a lot of people are saying, no, he's not spent any money. All he's done is spend the... You know the Premier League money to, that's come in to buy McCabe out, and you know, and he's you know all the money he's spent on players is just. But that's what well, if he hasn't got the money, hasn't got the money, and Wilder surely must have, must know that by now. I don't think it's going to be a shock that next season he's not he's not going to have any money to spend. He's probably going to have to sell two or three players, like every Premier League club would go down. So it's got to be something more fundamentally wrong. Whether it's around the structure of the club behind the scenes, whether it's around the prince's openly. You know whether whether he has said to him, we're not going to be able to raise the wages, you know, longer term because they've just not got the, the funds to do it. But it's more than just little things why he's he's, he's walked. Yeah, it's, it's it's built up on it. I think I think it's just broken down that relationship on it. And um, well, as we spotted in the last few weeks when they were just having digs at each other via friends on social media, which clearly what we're happening. Um, and yeah, it's 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 obviously multiple things, but. Why they just couldn't carry on that uh, t- t- today? I said, well, yeah, there's, there's a 
it's been implied that Betis has stabbed him in the back and uh, is, is, a, is a snake now because he's brought his, his pal in uh, uh, the aforementioned Tinder, Jason Tinder, or whatever his name is. Oh, Betis. <laughs> did, you see his, uh, did you see his interview? You know what? I tried to watch it, but I couldn't get past his stupid voice. I mean, his stupid face is bad enough, but I clicked. I saw it with three minutes and I thought, I, c- I can do three minutes of just absolute bullshit that it's going to be. I clicked start. Well, yeah, we, we made a decision on I thought, I cannot listen to this knobhead. And I, I didn't even... I heard, I heard his tone and his stupid voice and I just turned it straight off. So you're going to have to tell me what he said now. Uh, well, I, I, it was just a load of crap, basically. But um, it was more his body language. He couldn't even look at the camera. Like, you know, it, you know those kind of, uh, you know, people who analyse interviews and what they call. Uh, psychologists? Body yeah. language experts? Yeah, well, yeah, whatever the, whatever they are. Body popping um, experts? I don't know. <laughs> Body popping experts. But he, he literally wouldn't look at the camera. He was just like looking, kept looking down. Like he couldn't, he couldn't even lie properly. And it, it was just like, it's just awful. It's I don't like that though, looking into the camera. You know, all this, all this last year of doing stuff on Zoom, you're not looking somewhere in the eye, are you? It's like you're looking at the picture on the thing. So you think you're looking at it and you realise you've got to look in camera. And then you do that, you look like a dead-eyed assassin when you do yeah, that. Yeah, but he was just looking down. He was looking down. Ah, right. And it weren't at his nose. It, he was just looking down and just didn't even want to look up sort of thing. But, um, yeah, so it, it wasn't wasn't a great a great interview. Um, and I like the way they, they did one statement, you know, with these brief words about Wilder Go, which obviously didn't do injustice. They needed to be a lot more, you know, for me, a lot more of a tribute to yeah. him at that point. Well, they'd have a day um, and a half to write one. Yeah, yeah. And obviously they've had to come to some sort of agreement over what they'd Probably both parties, Wilder's management, you know, agency and the club would have to agree what goes out. Um, I just thought it was, I don't think it was very good. And, and then obviously the other statement came out afterwards. Oh, and we've got these in charge now. So they, they tried to like kind of soften yeah. it up, didn't they? I, I think we can't put it all out at once. <laughs> I know, we'll put one out and then we'll wait 10, 15 minutes and put them. They'll never realise. <laughs> we've, I mean, we've touched on it before with that social media team. You can't shut them up normally. Just putting out absolute cack, the pirate. Pat, Jolly, Jolly Roger Skull and Crossbones crap picture of Moose yeah. JL7 picture of Gurney Lundstrom's face Jack Rodwell's birthday Jack Rodwell's birthday, Jack birthday. Happy, birthday. happy birthday Jack I genuinely forget he exists until they tweet about him and you just can't shut him up just inane crap every hour of every day and then they were just They've obviously got too much time on their hands because they're constantly churning out this shit. And then they had a day and a half to write something. You know, the previous one of our own explosion emoji, you know, stuff like that. They've done that for years now. They could have surely come up with something between them that, you know, had it ready. Something a bit better than the cheer, thanks to Chris Wilder. He's done, he's done all right for us, hasn't he? <laughs> it was just it, it pretty much, it was just pathetic, weren't it? And then you're right, then they come out with this statement. There'd been all this conjecture, haven't they? Oh, is it going to be? Is it going to be Tinder, <laughs> Tinder or whatever it's called? Is it is uh, is he going to step up, uh, bottom boy uh, from from the academy, uh, or is or is Nil going to take over? Albeit short, uh, all these names banded around. It's almost like they thought, ah, oh, sod it, we'll go for all three, shall we? It's like <laughs> we could they come make the mind up. It's like I've seen all these three names banded around. Why don't we go for Lot? See if that works. Keep Nil on. But Keep, why, why, why isn't I don't get why nil has been kept on because you think surely, unless they haven't got round to kind of by you know looking at his contract because I don't anticipate that nil and Prestridge are going to be there after no. the end of this season because obviously you know a new manager will bring his 
is meant is meant in any way. Yeah, I, I just thought it was an odd one. And if he's staying, why didn't they just make Neil manager? I know, I know he's prefers to be a coach and stuff, but the Heggenbottom said the same. He prefers to be coach. It's very odd that they've kept Neil around, unless they just like say they haven't got round to sorting out. I wouldn't be shocked if in the next before the end of the season that the rest of his backroom team move out as well. No, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah, of course it is. I, I can only assume that they've sort of they've said, "Oh, I tell you what, lads, let's." Let's have a bit of an handover period, you know, because all the backroom staff that know the players, know the setup and things like that, you know, so we don't, so we don't just sort of lurch into next game and uh, and make an absolute show of ourselves and get hammered. You know, just make sure that doesn't happen mm-hmm. and keep a bit of continuity. So it's worked well when you think about it. I think what I, I, I haven't really read, I read a bit last night and it's almost like the different stages of grief, isn't it? Like sort of, is it denial? Anger. Is it which way around it is. I think there's denial, anger, depression, and then there's acceptance. Acceptance, the yeah, is. is the last I'm one. Sure what the other one is? I'm um, going to tell you. I'll, I'll open Wikipedia. I'll just. <laughs> I might have made those up, to be honest. No, no, it's. Uh, I, I think you. I think you're right. I've always got Wikipedia open. You know, we're all, we're always. Uh, but, but whatever stuff. stages they are, fans are trying to show up. Like normally, when some, I, I'm not comparing somebody dying or anything, although I am. Um, fans, <laughs> no, you, you know, you normally kind of go. It takes a while to go through, but fans are like trying to always get through all these stages in like in like half an hour on Twitter. You missed out bargaining, and I think there were quite a lot of that. That's the middle one, apparently: <laughs> denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. And there were a lot of bargaining yesterday, weren't they? I think he's. <laughs> I think he's he's still doing a deal. He's going to be come on, come on, Prince. You know you can you can you can get this over the line with him. I, I, but yes, yeah, so I was just about to say I haven't. I dipped in and out of Twitter, and you know some there's some some lovely kind of um, tributes to, to Wilder from fans and stuff. Um, McBurney, to be fair, put on quite a night, and some of the players did. Although I do think some of them. I don't think they, they should be writing anything because, you know, Bernie summed it up best when he said, we've, we've, we've laid it down. down. Yeah. Uh, which they have this season. You know, they, they have done that, you know, the, the, the way they've played. And, I mean, it's not their fault they're not very good in some cases, but they certainly could have been a lot better than, than they had. But uh, I stopped reading, uh, you know, towards the end of last night and a bit this morning because it, it turned a bit borderline racist. I mean, it was it, it becomes, again, like we've said on this pod, about life it's like you've got to go one way or the other and you know it's it's and all of a sudden this trend in get the prince out sack the board you know that's the thing though when they say sack the board well they, they can't sack the board he owns the club he's only going to leave if he gets if if he well if he wants to sell and if somebody comes in and buys him out you know what who sacks the board the majority of these people were probably about a year ago, get McCabe out, Prince, yep. I'm team Prince, you know, because again, yeah. you've got to go, I'm picking one side or other. Yeah. And you just, no. And like at the time when everyone were over at Moon that we got the Prince, yeah. it, it was, we said it at the time, it's unproven. I, I hope it makes a brilliant job of it, but it's kind of unproven, certainly on his own. There's a massive question mark about whether he's actually got any money behind him. And has he really got the club's best interest at arts? I know no owner has whatsoever, mm-hmm. but you can level all you want at McCabe. And and we, we've levelled a lot, obviously, as as a fan base at him over time. But he was pretty much a fan, and he and he was there. He was present. I know he was in Belgium a lot of the time, but he he was still he still came over to games. He knew what was going on. And the example I always give is, I was in well, I still might be in. I don't know how the subscription works, but I was in Kivo Supporters Club. Um, you know, used to get on the coach to go to games and that. And it was struggling for a while. And McCabe got wind of this. 
and he put his hand in his own pocket and it weren't a small amount of money. He just donated a load of money to the supporters club so it could just keep going. And you, you, uh, the Prince wouldn't even know that something like that exists, let alone sort of step in, you know, to, to sort it out. So, you know what I mean? It's just a bit, all this, oh, he's, he's our saviour. He's, he's just another owner. I've heard he's in the he's in the Saxon drinking uh, <laughs> uh, Sam Smith's. Uh, yes, yeah. Well, he's he's always been a bit of Andy a lager uh, most Friday nights. He's always been a skinflint. He's always been a skinflint. So why wouldn't you go to a Sam Smith's pub? Eh? Two quid a pint. That's tops as well, isn't it? Two quid. That's your yeah. strong stuff. I, I think if they'd have kept McCabe, I think I don't. I actually think McCabe again was speculating. I don't think he would have authorized a lot of the transfers. I know people saying, well, it was. You know, it was the money that we got from TV. I think we'd have spent even less with McCabe. Oh, if if McCabe had stayed in charge, we'd have probably not been where we are now anyway. So, but he'd said he was going to sell us, and maybe he'd have tried to find someone who's not just a fake millionaire. Yeah, so so there's been a lot of kind of, and it's it's, it's it, it would be a hell of a lot worse if we were going to games. I think it'd be the next home game would have been uh, toxic. I think if, uh, if if people had been going, it, you know, it'd have been a really nasty atmosphere. But uh, he's, he's kind of got away with that because people, you know, all he's got is people like copying him in on Twitter. I mean, he must open his Twitter feed this morning, and they are gorgeous. Oh, God. they're at it again. I'll send a copy and paste reply. You see someone moaning that they got a copy and paste reply from him with wrong name. No. <laughs> I'm amazed he's even replying. Why is he even replying? I can't. Yeah. Don't know. But yeah. But I mean, the, the, the general mood of, of sort of the, the national media, not that we really care, has been it's kind of echoed what most United fans that, however, it's broke down, whatever reason it's broke down, um, that it is a mistake that you know he's, he's left the club, you know, and we, we don't know whether how much Wilder's kind of just wanted to move away, whether it is down to fundamental differences. But I don't think anybody's sat here this morning thinking, oh, it's a good move that he's. he's He's left the club. I think there are there is a bit more to it, and I think it's important to reflect that he has made a bit of a pig's ear of things this season in terms of signing structure of of, of, the, of the formation, um, you know. And I don't think it was his best move to start flagging off his boss, you know, most weeks as he has done for the last four or five weeks. But I think that's when we knew that he was going to go. You, you flagging off his boss, like. Like front cover at Kes book, that Billy Casper thing, just like kept giving him rods off. Flagging <laughs> off his bar. I thought he said flagging him off. I thought he said flagging him off. <laughs> That'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? <laughs> just Zoom meeting and he's just there <laughs> flicking V's at him. But uh, so, I mean, we, we obviously had a game today, um, which, I mean, it, doesn't, it just doesn't matter, does it? It's just, it's, it's just nonsense. These last we've got we've got to play these last ten games, and we don't want to watch them. Players don't want to play them. Even new new managers didn't even want like it to be there. It's just <sighs> I switched yeah. it on early for once today. I normally just literally switch it on with a minute to go, and I put I put it on with about about twenty minutes before this time. I didn't see all build up. I saw a bit, and his interview were rubbish, weren't it? It was it just pretty as you just said. It pretty much was like <laughs> it being put in front of cameras. Being put up there, like being told to do it, and he just didn't yeah. want to be there, did he? Yeah, he said. It's, I think he says to me, "Well, uh, I didn't really know about it till like I knew it might have been coming, but I've been in different bubbles, and then yeah, I've not, I've not had time to work with him." And they asked him about his changes. He said, 
I've just asked other staff and they just told me to pick basically. Yeah. <laughs> and, they, and they said, oh, we've not, we've not tried Sharp and Burt. We'll give them a go. Uh, he picked everyone else that, he, you know, that we'd, we'd, you know, rewarded again the ineptitude of most of the other players. McGoldrick was out injured. And you've been, you've been asking for that uh, front line for, for weeks and weeks. Get Burke and Sharp up front. I don't think, I think that you've misunderstood me. I think what I told, what I said on one podcast was, if you if you look at their strengths and weaknesses, they sort of balance each other out. Like Sharp, supposedly a great finisher, Burke, you know, no matter how big the banjo is or the cow's backside, it's they're not going to make contact with each other, are they? And Burke's fast, Sharp's a bit of a plodder. You know, one runs channels, one gets in positions. I've said they sort of complement each other's strengths and weaknesses. But what I meant by that is, if you put them in a bag, mix them up, and you came out with a player you'd still have a, an almost good single player. You know, you're wasting yeah. two shirts, really, aren't you? There's, you're just putting in two that aren't even halfway good enough as Premier League players. The, the, the biggest flaw in the in the part, well, in, in, in those two uh, being picked together is that you, you have to get into the opposition half to, uh, to actually uh, assess what kind of impact they could have on, on a game. And, uh, and that was a problem today, I would say. <laughs> Well, at times, I think you, you sent it on the group chat. I think middle at second half, we had this spell where we couldn't even get out of our box, never mind out of the half. So, yeah, it's, it was never going to bode well, was it, with them? Sharp needs chances in their box, and we we just didn't even get it over halfway, and we were never going to. Well, I suppose we, we are here, and we'll, we'll probably at the end of the pod discuss kind of things a little bit more with the, the future and, and where we go from here. But in terms of the, the game, I, I don't really want to go through it in... You know, too much detail because it's it's just painful. But um, the game began, and I think in the first five minutes, I counted four giveaways: Fleck, Ampadu, Basham, and Brian under absolutely no pressure. Just kick, either kicked it straight to them. There was one where Ampadu just booted it out across the other side. Of the remember yes. that? He just booted it straight wow. out. Nobody near it. Um, and and they were obviously just dominating early early possession. Uh, Fleck lost it twice where he just. He kind of ran with it, and then somebody just challenged him slightly, and he just thought, just gave up. Oh, can't be bothered. And he just broke. Uh, Vardy had a shot wide, and then he lost it again, Fleck, and he ran through, and Perez had that flicked head, a really good save from Ramsdale, and he flicked it onto the post. Excellent yeah. save. Yeah, brilliant yeah. save. I mean... It could have been 2 nil after, like, 10 minutes, um, and it was just all them, wasn't it? They just, had the, they just completely dominated possession, uh, I remember one attack we had when Basham had a flicked header and Sharp didn't quite realize. I think that might be in the attack we had. We had one attack in the first half and one attack in the second where we got it in the box, I think. I didn't even really remember that that first Basham half. Basham had one. a... Uh, Norwood did one of them crosses. And Basham oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sharp just we didn't... That, that was the only kind of... Uh, I mean, we didn't have a shot on goal or we didn't have a shot. Well, this is it. I mean, we're going to get ahead of ourselves shot, here, they? but they kept coming up with these stats. They had 17 one shots shot. and we had one. And I kept saying, no, I "Where's that? Sh- when was that shot? Because I, 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 was, I was sat there. I, I was watching it, I promise you, but I didn't see a shot unless they count in. And we might come on to it later, but weren't they this bit where the ball came across and Burke stuck his foot out and it kind <laughs> well, of let's went... not let's not get ahead of yourself I've made some I mean it's it's, it's a huge it's a huge moment so it's second half like now I think so yeah let's not get ahead of ourselves so um, yeah, I mean I mean what you missed a massive bit of the the start of the post wilder rain literally the first kick of the post wilder sort of 
I don't know, period of the Sheffield United journey where we passed it back to Norwood and he didn't even control it from kickoff. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, I remember that, yeah. It's Sorry. like straight away <laughs> you just think, what is going on here? And then he had to pass it back to Ramsdale because he nearly fell over it. And then he had to apologise to Ramsdale, who then just twatted it out of play. I mean, you just think this is this is it now, isn't it? This is this is the rest of the season. Yeah. And we were we, we were sort of hanging on after like 10, 15 minutes. Um Keen Bryan, I think you said the other week, you said he I mean, I didn't go in as much as this. I thought I thought you and Andy were getting a bit carried away on a few average games. Uh, and you said, "Oh, well, yeah, give that lad another another year." And I, I think I said, and "I think let's let's just wait and see." So they, um, he could only he was wearing what could only be described. I think my wife said he, he looked like I think she called them daps, which is I understand as pumps, plimsolls. Yeah, plimsolls because they didn't look like football boots, and he played like he was wearing plimsolls <laughs> three times. He just like stood on the ball or just like just. It took forever, like to, to do something really basic and just let Vardy in. I think but he kept he forgetting that Vardy's really it. fast at running. What are you doing? I think he just forgot that fact that Vardy's really fast at running, and he was just like jogging alongside, thinking, oh, "I'll, I'll shepherd this one out," and then just really surprised that he nipped in behind him, and then did the same again, like two minutes later. So he, again, yeah, and then again, minutes two minutes after that. that. So yeah, so I don't know what brought him. I think. Um... Yeah, Ramsdale made that save from Vardy. I mean, let's be honest, if Vardy had took his chances and they just, I mean, it could have been 10 0. I'm not, that's not an exaggeration yeah. to say it could have been 10 0. People say, oh, you, you, you'd be ridiculous. No, I'm not. It could have been 10 0 that game easily. Um, you know, Vardy normally normally takes them and he missed one. And we, we, you know, we stayed we stayed in the game somehow, even though they dominated the ball. But it would do a one point about half an hour in where someone just booted it away. And they all just like went backwards, like into defence, like right, get back to your, your, yeah. your shape. So it was just pitiful to watch. There were no attempt to even move out of the ball as a as a group. There were no attempt to even mount an attack. It was just kick it right back to his positions. Like let's just set up. So bad. That's, wasn't not, it? A, a, that's not a tactic. No, I mean Fleck. You've mentioned Fleck. It weren't even Jimmy Fleck today. Where it was <laughs> Jeanette Fleck, the seven-year-old. <laughs> Schoolgirl, it just and the crankies, and, that, and that's yeah, that's being disrespectful as well, isn't it? To, to young too. girls because he would just, it, it just, I mean, there were times it, the stuff you just talked about, then there were a bit second half where in our half, someone oh, cleared remember. it and he tried to catch it. And I <laughs> yeah, thought, what's he doing first. there? Because uh, is it, it's not basketball, mate. And then, he, and then did, he, did he, he cleared it and he put his hand up, he tried it, to catch it, it yeah. And so, then, so then. You think what are you playing out there, mate? And then, and then that was he, just after when the ball came to, uh, he lost it on edge of box, and he just stood there, he just stood there. Like, he, was, it, that was straight after. He didn't even stand there. He ran past the ball. Yeah. So he, he ran past it. So he just like missed it. And it, we've mentioned this sort of thing before that our players sometimes look like the FIFA players, and it was that that you'd, you'd run past it and you've not quite collected it. But then he had to do his like um, frustration animation. You know, he had to go through motions of doing it. Instead of just turning around and running after it, he did this thing where he just kept going and put his hands on his head and almost went to his knees. And you think, what are you doing? You, you don't. You clearly don't care because you've made absolutely zero effort. Stop pretending you care. Turn around and run after it. Pathetic. I mean, I say we're still nil nil at half an hour. There, there was another moment where we had actually did have it near the right. Norwood and Lundstrom tried this little one too and just completely lost. It. They broke and and Ampadu actually, who I thought was one of our better players in the first half. He actually made a few blocks and he tried to come out 
with the ball a couple of times, you know, just best of a bad bunch. Um, but, you know, it was amazing. We were still nil-nil. And then, and then they, they did score. Uh, and what a woeful goal it was. There was no pressure on the ball in midfield. They, they were just, they weren't even jogging. They were just walking across. <laughs> Lundstrom, Fleck, and I were just walking across. They just beat, like, they just played it through the kind of, the, the, the lines and it was just one straight ball that down down that right hand channel which teams are just doing all the time now because they yep. know that you know between the the, the furthest the, the right centre back or left centre back and the full back there's a big gap there's a massive gap uh, Vardy always has done that on Basham ever since we've come up causes problems and it was just so easy he got away he got away from him um, I don't know what 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 Brian's doing in the box what, what, what was Checking he thinking his <laughs> worried about his pumps, I think. I think whether he was thinking about, you know, his missus's next storyline in Coronation <laughs> Street. Like, literally, you've got one man to mark. And he weren't even... like oh. Normally, you, you lose him, don't you? you? You have him, and then, oh, I've lost him. He never even got close to him in any part of the move. Uh, you know what? I think all... All three. I'm. I'm going to probably later on a bit of a spoiler. Here, I'm actually going to defend the three centre backs in that they're the only ones that were, did anything. A lot of it was crap what they did today, but they're the only three that pretty much no did out much. Yeah, no. That's what I mean. They were they were under a lot of pressure today. They were all pretty rubbish, but they, they at least did stuff. But all three of them were at fault on that goal because I don't know if you noticed just before Vardy made his run. Ampadu was sort of marking him and then stepped up and just waved his arm at him. As it, you know, it's like that's someone else's problem now. I'm up, I'm here. I'm this is that's your problem. Basham were then way off the pace of him, but he could have still had a go at trying to cut cut the cross out. Uh, and then, yeah, like you say, Brian just half asleep. I think Ampadu just like kind of lost all discipline and he kept like almost stepping out of where he should have been. And then we had like some centre half forward, centre backs forward, some back. Yeah. And it, it just became a disorganised mess pretty early on but it was like a practice goal it was like one of those you know just practice goals where you you have you know and you have like cones and stuff and you have to like kind of play it around them and stuff in fact yep. i think cones might have moved more cones would have it's it been a bit breezy this weekend then it a cone had at least fallen over rather than just stood there and let it happen what what got me though was what that obviously went in and i looked down and then they were on attack straight after we like we took kick out, and that happened on all, lots of the goals. They were attacking it like we couldn't even. We got the ball on halfway, which I would say is a good opportunity to get in their half <laughs> and at least stop them having an attack, maybe for thirty seconds. But somehow we managed to be like on the defensive from our own kickoff on most goals. It's really annoying as well because obviously Sky Sports they're constantly showing replays, aren't they? So by the time you know that it's happened, they're already in your in your area yeah. having a shot, and you, you think you, you do actually think I'd like to know who cut that up to get us back there. You never yeah, you never the get to find days, out. In the Bassett's kickoffs where you they used to just launch it down one side, and all players used to just storm down for like yeah, high yeah. ball, like. No, Dean and a guy, and they just whack it. But you'd like rugby, you'd pen them in. Yeah, maybe we needed to go because that would have killed like probably a minute on each goal. It, well, yeah, I mean, it, they were good kick. I used to like them. Gannon, we, Gannon, yeah. we, we, we stood back, weren't he, waiting for it? There'd be two in middle. One would play it and then immediately leg it down middle at pitch. Other one yeah. would play it back. Gannon would just punt it to Dean on right wing, um, and then we get we give them a throw in. But it's but it, as you say, it would have been better because we'd have been a good thirty seconds until they'd have been having a chance to score the next goal. So I think you're right. That's the future. I think the first half today, you know, a lot will be made of the defence, and but again, it's, it's to me, it's 
it's not necessarily the defence made loads of errors and they couldn't keep up with the movement of Iniacho and Vardy and Perez. The, the, the strikers did nothing, but it all starts again for me with that midfield three. And, and Didi and Tillemans, it was like it was like different sport almost. They, they were like quick, powerful. They got up and down. They got the foot in. They were good off the ball. They won all the 50-50s. And, you know, we've talked about them being kind of sludge runners, stuck in Samba, quick Samba. It was really, you know, it really showed today how, how slow our players are in midfield. They, they're not strong enough. I mean, we just get brushed off the ball so easily. It just means we're constantly on, like, on the defensive because we're having to chase back. And we can't even run with the opponents. Our only tactic, if somebody like, goes past us or wins a challenge, is just to like, grab at them or pull them down. It is embarrassing. It was embarrassing to watch at times. But, that, but let's, let's be honest. I've seen some threads, and that's what you get if you get rid of, get, get rid of Wilder. The, the first half, and, and now you know, a good portion of the game went, was no different to how it's been most this season. I don't think that was much different to the, you know, the Southampton game last week, the second yeah. half last week, and how we played. We didn't look like scoring. They got through as easy. The only difference today was, in other games, teams have not punished us, and we've we've perhaps kept we've kept some level of discipline. Not, I won't say we've been great, but we've 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 kind of just just kept some professionalism. Whereas today we just. Fell, fell apart like a pack well, of cards. It's more, it's more simple than that. A few of them have been asked in past. So I think I think also you touched on it there that other teams just don't bother to get out of second gear. They just think, oh, we, we beat these already. Um, we're just knocking about a bit, you know, keep them at arm's length and just just eke out like a 1-2-0 win really easily. Whereas these just kept going. You know, they got, they got every time they scored, they kept coming more and more. You know, other teams, they just normally get to one or two nil and they think, these are rubbish, we don't need to do much else. Uh, but they didn't. They just kept coming today. And and couple that with our lot just not being arsed whatsoever, it would be a bit of a recipe for disaster. Well, the, well, the second half started, as the first half did, Fleck get, just gave ball away. Did you hear when he shouted when he gave it away as well? <laughs> <laughs> he like made it, ah! <laughs> and... Uh, I think Brian actually made a block, but the only thing he did right all game for him in the Acho. And then, like two minutes later, they were they were in again. Like Vardy just he just ran past Basham, just like Basham just didn't even try and ch- like just couldn't keep up with him. No. Um, and then they did have that really good chance when um, they were they were just passing it about like do you on the score, no you score, do you on the score, and then Basham edited it off the line when v- Vardy Vardy should have. I mean, he didn't score Vardy, but he should have had that trick. Yep. Um, and then we, we had our one half chance, if you want to call it a chance, half attack, I'm going to call it, when we, we went down the left and Burke couldn't even put it out, couldn't even put it out for a throw-in. Well, this is it. We've been, we've been tracking this stat, haven't we? Um, how, many, how many shots we've had that have gone out for a throw-in? Um, and I'm assuming they're counting this as our shot, but it was sort of played into his fit and it weren't. It, what, don't get me wrong, it wasn't a chance and it wasn't an easy opportunity to get a shot off. But it also wasn't difficult to at least kick it with any sort of power in roughly the right direction. And he just sort of stuck his foot out and it rolled. I don't know. Where would you say it were rolling? General direction at corner flag, but not... No, it would have gone for a throw-in if he'd have got, if he'd have got a purchase on it, but he just oh, didn't connect. Just couldn't do it, could he? And it, well, it didn't even get out of area, did it? it just... I mean, for the record, I've got Burke on, I think, three that he's put out for a throw-in. Uh, either three or two. McGoldrick's definitely done one, and there was someone else who's. I mean, Moose did, did one. one. I think that were a cross last week, though. Mm. But I'm happy to count it because he's useless as well. 
We've also been uh, re- recording Ampadu v Norwood, uh, who's made the most cock up. So we might put some. I know it's very negative, but uh, I had it. As, I think I had it six all contributing to, to goals conceded. Uh, today there weren't anything direct, but they were they were involved from both in a number of goals with crap closing Con- down. Contributing factor, wasn't it? If if you oh, actually, no, it- Ampadu did cock one up for the for the I think the, the fourth goal, but well, it, it all just became a blur after like that that last twenty minutes. I mean, Moussa came on, and let's be honest, Burke was appalling. I think Moussa was as bad. He, well, I didn't I didn't really notice either of them. I'll be honest. I noticed, like, I noticed Moussa more because he gave it away two or three times. On one of the goals, yeah. he, just, he just lost it. I think it, it might be the third goal. He made one pointless sprint as well, which I enjoyed. It was just like we're nowhere near ball and the ball wasn't going any, anywhere near him, but he just he just legged it really fast for no apparent reason. So it, almost like, oh, that's it. I've tried now. You can put me down as a bit of effort there, boss. Put me back on bench for the next game. But... I suppose it was it was only yeah it was still only two nil at like at the hour mark um, they I mean they'd had lots of chances um, again Vardy had an almost open goal when yeah uh, Baldock lost it and the, uh, yeah I think it was Baldock oh, going Bash oh Basham Basham just, Basham just gave it, yeah. trying to dribble out of it and and again in Iniesta teed it up this time for Vardy and he really should have scored uh, he should Ramsdale have yeah. made I mean Ramsdale made some. Decent saves uh, and one really good save for stuff, but th- they were straight at him. Actually, the ones that he that he did. Oh, yeah, save, you, but... you can't blame any of this on Ramsdale. Oh, no, 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 no. He, he played well. The, he was the only first one half played. brilliant save. The, the ones he made second half, yeah, you, you could say they were easy, but he had to make them. He, he claimed a couple of crosses as well, and then the goals he had no chance with. But this period around sort of around the second goal, we're talking about stats with Ampadu's cock ups and Noah's cock ups and the the shots going out for throw-ins. Talking about stats, Mr. Lundstrom, he's become proper optoboy, hasn't he? He, he is All he's here for now is to... He, he runs a lot. He, he runs in... It, not near ball necessarily, but he just covers a lot of ground. So his stats look good for distance covered. And around this period, he dropped into that usual thing of just five-yard passes to somebody else that's in trouble. He just kept doing it. Five-yard backwards, simple passes putting us in trouble and you just know it's just so his agent can print off a report that says John Lundstrom 90 passes in this game distance covered 8 kilometres into a great player oh and did you see his Premier League fancy Premier League score last season into good here's your stats look get him a, get him a better club And I, I'll be honest I, I didn't even know he was playing today until he got booked well, no, I, didn't, I didn't even notice him didn't even no, notice no, this, him no no this period it was really winding me up they kept them few periods where we'd end up with the ball for some reason, like they'd accidentally kick it out, so we'd end up with the throw-in. And that, they were the things we were clinging on to. They'd accidentally play it out or they'd play it too long and keeper would get it. Every time we got it, it ended up with Lundstrom, because in fairness, he were only one really showing in, in that midfield three. But all he'd do, he'd give a really simple pass to Basham, Baldock or Norwood, who were marked, and it would just really winding me up. And you, just, you just know, he, don't get, he weren't getting involved at that point, apart from to just up his stats. He's up to stats, including that one where he falls over on the ball and uh, kicks someone. I was surprised though that uh, our new management team didn't make changes because we were we were pretty poor first half. You know, one nil down should have been two or three down and not in the game. And then second half we got even worse. And it's like, why aren't, why aren't you changing it? You aren't you giving giving changing the shape, changing the you know? It just kind of it just. He just didn't seem bothered either. Well, he's never heard of any of them, has he? He's, he's admitted well, as much. I don't know anything. He's, he's been asking Neil, wasn't he? Who's, who's this? 
Moose? Moose set? Who's he? We forgot to say when Moose came off for Burke. Now we're going back a bit. Andy tweeted uh, a comment to describe uh, Burke. Um, I'll just read it out uh, verbatim. Uh, I said vermin because I'm reading it what he's put. Burke is a rat, a mercenary, a disgrace, the modern day wanker. Was his uh, description of his performance? Uh, and then he mind. got he got he got thumbs up from a number of people in the chat. Spot on. One of the worst players I've ever seen in the United shirt. But I do think the problems were were a lot more than just just Burke and Sharp today. Uh, yeah, they were just in a long line of, of, of terrible performances. Uh, where were we up to? How many goals are we down at this point? I've lost. Um, I think I think we were just. We're no just getting down no to one. the third. Yeah, we're just getting to are the we, third, I think. No, we, we haven't done the second yet. Have we not? No, we've not done the second yet. 63 minutes. Um, we had a free kick when Baldock cheated, oh, uh, yeah. dived yeah. to the floor, uh, and then he compounded it by, after cheating and winning a free kick, received the ball on the left-hand side, tried to do a trick, lost it, uh, and they broke and, uh, and scored, basically. Perez had a shot. Nobody went cl- closed him down at all. They just let him... Yeah. Line it up and put it in the corner. Well, not you, his fault, but um, it was another crap free kick as well that we put in in the lead up to that uh, just before they broke to score. With number of times, well, number of times, odd time we had an attack, they ended up attacking almost straight after we had it. Yeah, it's, it's that same old cross, isn't it? We get the, I mean, every free kick we got was deep because we never got very far into their half, did we? So every free kick we did get was pretty deep, but they always do that same flat sort of behind everyone cross that's really easy to defend and yeah it just set set their attacks up didn't it I mean uh, you're saying oh then Bulldog did something wrong, and then our free kick was rubbish and this and that there's no point you might as well just say we did something just make a comment when it's something that's good because there wasn't a lot of it today yeah and then the third goal came about five minutes after that I, th- I think they had more chances even after that um Moussa mis- sort of miscontrolled it on halfway. He sort of like he sort of rolled down his body, <laughs> like, um, and then well, it's same goal as first goal almost. Vardy down that channel, just no pressure on ball, ran away from slower players, crossed it in. Nobody watching uh, Iniacho. Is it Iniacho? Am I saying it right? Iniacho. That's close enough. Um, and he just passed it into net. It was just exactly the same goal. Yeah, Iniacho. Uh, and then again, they were straight on attack after kickoff, but they were showing replay again. Uh, and Pe- uh, they had another shot blocked, and then there were those two corners. <laughs> I just <laughs> tried that short corner, and it was like, oh, we weren't ready for that one. Uh, <laughs> Norwood flicked it over. He's like, oh, we'll not fall for that again. Not fall for that <laughs> trick again. You're not going to catch us out again. Next corner, exactly. It's literally. You can't even say. It was, oh, they might have forgot because it were miles later or what. One minute. I thought, I One genu- minute. Honestly, I, I had to check the remote that I'd not sat on it and rewound it. I ge- <laughs> genuinely, you know, because I weren't, by this point, I weren't, I was starting to look at my phone and stuff. And I thought, and this already just happened. And, and then and then when Inchcliffe said what I was thinking, they've just got done with the same thing twice. I thought, ah, okay. Yeah, it was, it was just us being crap. Uh, there was still 15 minutes left at that point, uh, and then attention turned to our prediction league, which I'd got five nil, uh, and I thought there's a good chance of this. Um, yeah. but, you know, even even at you know uh, sort of three nil. Um, I've, I, I do make brief notes, and I've wrote here 74 Brian fucking shit. booking. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he just lost it again, and then oh, he just I grabbed did, yeah. that player and like yanked him back, and then and then looked at ref as if what like you 
just pathetic. Um, and then the, the goal, next goal came. Ampadu thought, I'm going to have a run for when no one else is doing anything. Didn't blame him, to be honest. And then he, he lost it and then tried to blame everyone else that he lost ball. And <laughs> at first time, I saw a bit of passion and I thought, go on, someone have a punch up. I know I shouldn't encourage, uh, you know, sort of. We don't uh, condone violence on this podcast. No, no, I, I don't mean what I wanted was a bit, a, a bit of something, even if they were falling out with each other and stuff, but they were just, they just didn't seem yeah, to give a crap. It's full acceptance in it. They just, they're um, properly going through motions. In yeah. fact, like some of them with the tweets yesterday to support Wilder, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm supposed to do this, aren't I? So yeah. I'll just put something out. And it was the same today. Oh, I, I get paid to be a professional footballer, don't I? I'll just walk around here for a bit. I'll, I'll occasionally put my foot in and then I'll just go and have a bath. Just going through motions. I think the, the thing that's probably annoyed me, at, you know, this, this season, certainly the last sort of month or so, um, is this kind of phrase that pundits have said that they're, they're giving their all for Chris Wilder. You can't say that they're not trying. You can't say they're not putting the effort in. I think apart from the Villa game, in the last sort of spell of games, I, I don't agree with that. I don't, you watch that performance today, and, and people are going to say, well, they didn't give up like that in other games. That were no different to last week, Southampton game. The only difference today is that the team took... Southampton could have had four or five goals last week, easily, towards the end. There's other games where teams could have had four or five goals. It's just yeah. they've just not been as ruthless. Um, that's not been any different. You know, and people will be saying, oh, yeah, but they, they didn't fall. Wilder at least kept them together and stuff. No, it's been more luck than judgment that they've not had one of them hammerings before yep. today. And I, I don't think the effort has been there. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to say it. And people are saying, oh, no, they're, they're doing the best. They're trying. They're just not good enough. But jogging about, walking about, not closing down, not winning 50-50s, not doing the basics, not chasing the ball, not, you know, not, just not putting your bodies in the line. That is not trying. No, I agree. There's been, well, there was a slight upturn, weren't there, a few weeks ago, and and before yeah. that as well. You could argue they were they were putting their, their effort in, but yeah, these last last two or three weeks, it's been, well, I've, I've said it. I'm going to say it again. I'm going through the motions now, recording this podcast. They're going yeah. through the motions, and it's almost like they've thought, oh, we're relegated now. I can't be bothered. Uh, in in a few cases, they probably oh, make sure I don't get injured so I can get a move away. Um, they were, they, were pitif- they were pitiful second half, and I'm sorry for all you know people sort of defending him and you know whatever we talk about the Wilder thing. Um, that was appalling second half. That was as one side, and then know Southampton have got done sort of nine nil a couple of times, and obviously there's been other games. But if I'd have been watching that as a new child, I'd have been like, these are shit. These are absolutely shit, and they're they're embarrassing themselves as professionals that second half. It, it it weren't even about just not being good enough. That you know, there's not been good enough, which is not being able to pass the ball, you know, twenty yards or do or run with it. But actually, you know, putting your body on the line, winning tackles, getting across to, to stop passers or running back with strike, you know, going to the ball when they were going to have a shot. They weren't doing any of that second half, and that is that is lack of effort. They just gave up. They just gave up. Yep. Yeah. Apart, there was one bit. I think Lundstrom forgot about five minutes to go. He forgot that he, he were not putting any effort in, and he actually put himself about a bit. He made that foul. He put two or three tackles in, and he actually put two or three good passes in. And I thought, why has he done that? He's not done that for months and months and months. And he had a five minute spell where he did it. But that aside, none of that midfield did anything today. And you're right. It's just, it, well, it's just not good enough, is it? Why are they not? There's just no movement or effort or, yeah, you might not be good enough. You might not be able to get on the ball because they're too good. And, you know, there was a lot of that today. 
I think we touched on it when we did that preview video for sure and view that they're just they're really good. They've got quality all the way through the team and especially in midfield and up front, obviously. Um and yeah, the, the, there's a lot of that that they can't get near it, they can't get on the ball, but you still you still run around, you still put the effort in, you still track your men, you still try and get your foot in, and there were none of that. And again, what was it about two minutes after the fourth? I think the fifth came, and it was again, it was just like straight on the attack. We couldn't even keep it in the corner, like we couldn't, couldn't even like kick it forward from the kickoff to, to, to stop them coming again. And Vardy had that same run on the angle. Um, and he, I mean, even his bad shoot, like it weren't even a shot or a cross. Then Ampadu just came twatted it in there just, just to make sure. I mean, people again will say, well, there was not a lot he could do. Well, he could, he could not kick it in his own net, he could kick it away, but. Um, yeah, I think I think. I mean, he, even he went. He, he had to do something, didn't he? There was someone behind him, weren't there? I can't remember who it was. He did. Coming he kicked in his own net. He did. He did. Yeah, so he did something. We're saying, you know, do something, and he did something. You know, you can't have it both ways. There were there were still ten minutes to go at that point. There were, you know, it would well a bit more. I think I think they scored on seventy nine. So we stopped with Sam. I was thinking this could be anything. There. So this. Well, I was know. I was hoping they were going to get a six because I'm. Vying for you for that top spot in the prediction league, yeah. I'd only got three nil. So, I think again, Leicester just 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 kept pouring forward, and again, I think even they just kind of felt a bit sorry for us last last spell because the attacks that had been incessant from half time to about 80 82, they just kind of stopped for a bit. It helped when we just started fouling them. You know, Lundstrom did that foul and a couple of other fouls. Um, we put a young lad on and die, is it? Yeah, lemon and day, something and like that. Yeah, he, he gave it away instantly, so fit, fitted right. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still saying, but uh, you know, people saying like, we, you know, what we, we can't, we can't play youngsters. It'll ruin them. It'll ruin them. They'll be, they'll be involved in drugs. You know, I, I don't see what drugs. Rubbing. Gonna say it. No, I was going to say, I suppose it's something to do, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Off the older players. Yeah. Well, some of them look drugged up today, don't they? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I was distracted because Lamella's just scored a, a Rabona goal for Spurs at Arsenal. Brilliant goal. It's just Rabona. nice to see some skill. Rabona. Rabona. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd give give him give him a go. What what I don't want to I mean, we're we're gonna watch the games, aren't we? We're gonna, you're gonna. It feels like it's an obligation to keep watching your team play, even though you know what's gonna happen. But I'd rather see some different faces. Different faces. It's coming <laughs> to something, isn't it? When that's, that's that's what you're looking forward to. I'd love to see Jack Rodwell. About, I'd rather see somebody different, whether it's young kids or you know Osborne play something different than just the same old turgid rubbish it, it, you know it's well you're right I mean they've got one more game that means anything and that'll be another 4-0 drumming against Chelsea yeah. so by all means I would say probably the next two games because obviously we've I know actually no it is the next game isn't it yeah next game oh yeah so play your be- play what you think is your best team in that one who are still rubbish as we've seen today give it a go see see if we can't do what this rubbish tactic is we've been doing for a while of just trying to defend but not defending and conceding quite a few goals but trying to catch something trying to squeak a 1-0 whatever don't work but give it a go um, and then after that season's gone it's gone anyway but you know what I mean there's nothing else to play for 
you've said it before, sack off Ampadu, sack off Lundstrom, neither are going to be here next season. Play some people that are going to be here next season. If the if losing four or five nil for nine games is really going to break them as people, then we don't want them anyway. So just give them some game time, give them some fitness, let them tr- see what they can do. It's just going to be I better to watch. It, if they had more players, I'd even take out likes of Fleck and Norwood and Stevens and just said, just go and have a couple of months off. Like, you know, just, I don't know, just go somewhere else for a bit. Fleck looks like he's done nothing but sit on settee drinking beer. So it was going to give, give him a few months off. Imagine the state of him when he comes back after somewhere. He looked. He looked overweight today. He does. Running. He looks. He get back. He's getting wider. He's sort of. He's sort of going a bit. You remember Ram Man out of He Man? He's sort of <laughs> yeah. got that shape about him. <laughs> he's like sort of really. He's almost as wide as he is tall, and he's just his movements just all wrong, isn't it? It's just what little no, movement just, he did. No, it's just pointless because we don't have the ball, and he's only good when he's well. He's not even good when he's got the ball, but he might do something when he's got the ball. When he hasn't got the ball, he's just a waste of time because he can't run, he can't tackle, he can't chase back, and he's weak. Apart but apart from that, from that, is a complete midfielder. Um, yeah. So yeah, we lost that. We're end of that. It was five. I, I don't even know. I lost count of score. What was like, What is it? Four, five, and it, it finished and. It, it was just horrific, that absolutely horrific. But it hasn't, that was not much different to what it has been for many games this season. We're just fortunate that other teams either haven't took chances or have just not pushed on to, to make it go from one or two nil to three nil to four nil. You know, that again, there'll be a lot saying, Yeah, it's because they've just gone now. Players have stopped playing now. While there's well, they've been like that for a long yeah, they stopped, a long they stopped time. a game or two ago, didn't they? But it, yeah, and it, it makes it's mockery of that. They, keep trotting the same thing out don't they well you look to last season they won a lot of games by a goal and this season they've lost a lot of games by a goal it's fine margins it's not fine margins at no, all and I've seen people United fans comparing them they're not the games are not similar you take any one goal win from last season any of them and put it against any single goal defeat from this season apart from the West Brom one you know when we should have won that with yeah. the chances we had they're just completely different games of football we just we, we just Rubbish, you know. Every other team, every other team is having eight, nine, ten good chances, often one on ones every game. Yeah, and and also not not playing at the full. We we were beating teams last season that were you know we're going one nil up against them, and they were trying their hardest to get back in the game. This season, they're going one nil up against us and not bothering to get out of second gear because what's the point? Because we're showing nothing when they're just cruising along in second gear. Um, so, so why bother trying? And that's been the difference. We've been playing last season. We're beating teams that were trying their hardest. This season, we've been losing to teams that just didn't have to bother to to beat us. You ought to be able to. Is it like Sunday League when you can just like take five take a nil five nil, and yeah, just, and just like just submit the you, you know uh, sort of just surrender the game sort of thing? Can you do that anyway? Can you not just if you don't you get you get a massive fine, but can't you just if you don't turn up even in Real football, as I'm going to call it, would it not be the same thing? In the same way as because you, don't you get that if you get too many men sent off? Yeah, yeah. A walkover. I don't know because we didn't against West Brom. Three nil. Might be three nil, not five nil. I might. And plus, we might be making. I thought it was five nil, but we might just be making oh, it up no. anyway. But there again, FIFA and uh, and Premier League make up rules as they go along, don't they? So I, why can't we? 
Yeah, well, I know after the Chelsea game, we've got a two-week break. I don't even have a clue who the next game is. I'm not even, you know, making that. I have no idea who the next league game is against. No, no idea. I know we play Burnley and Everton towards the end, but I don't know what, what's no in that idea. middle bit. No. Might be top, Tottenham, possibly. Well, I don't know. We've not played them twice, have we? Yeah, so, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm like you. I just take each game as it comes. Not just to keep going, just because I can't be asked to look ahead. I've seen a lot of people saying they just they, they, they kind of just stopped watching today for the first time. You know, some loyal fans, you know, the ones on Twitter and stuff who say, oh, I'll always watch it. Even them said, oh, I've, I've stopped. I've, I've gone out, I've done this. I've took dogs for a walk or I'm doing, you know. Gone dogging. Gone dogging. But like, <laughs> it's an option. Well. Now the restrictions are easy enough. Yeah, well. Be a... Uh... Wouldn't be as messy as it were watching him today, would it? But you, will you keep watching every week? What dogging? <laughs> right, what you do in your own time? Oh, is that you? called? I think that's called piking. Actually, when you're only watching, I know a bit too much about this, don't I? I was just going to say it's, it's gone down a different, uh, a different, I don't say a different track, but that's the sort of thing you go down, isn't it? I think you get out the same track. It's just whether you participate or not. Uh um, well, of course, I'll keep watching because we we con- contractually obliged to turn this to turn this rubbish out for people every uh, every game, aren't we? So yeah, someone I heard someone say, "I'm looking forward to the pod." You know, the only thing that will keep me going. It's like God. It's like all we're <laughs> going to be doing is just saying we're shit. Club's gone to shit. we some somebody uh, summed it up. Uh, I'm, I need to find his name actually, um, but he made a really good uh, tweet. Basically, um, I'm just finding it. This is how the in-depth uh, research and analysis we do. Um, You're on air. Stru- on air. I can't <laughs> even find one. Grasping for your phone and scrolling through thousands and thousands of tweets to find one. Simon Jenkins on Twitter, and he, and he, and he summed it up for me where he said, like, for four, something like, for four years, I've not even got the quote, God knows where it is. Uh, he, he said something like, for four years, like, we, you know, we, we, we thought we had something different, and then, bang, Sheffield United have, you know, back back to what we, we we remember and what we've had for rest of our lifetime, and that's how it feels. So it feels, it feels like you know, even though we were bottom before today, it felt like there were hope with Wilder. It felt like they, you know they, they, there was a chance they were going to move forward. But now, let let's be honest, you you, you know that there's a good chance we're going to. People say, oh yeah, but we've got a strong squad. You know, we we could come back. It's better than it was. We had a, we had a better squad probably last time we went down when when Warnock went. Yeah. In terms of coming back, uh, you know that probably next ten years we're more likely to go to League One than Premier League again. Oh, it's just, we go to shit again. Um, it's history yeah. repeating, and you're right, Simon Jenkins. Good point because you did think even if we went down, we'd we've got a chance of doing what Norwich have done this season in that. We've spent four or five years building, like Wilder's almost like built a dynasty or whatever you want to call it. I know you like that sort of phrase because it's from American sports, isn't it? But they they always go and building a a dynasty. But it's be yeah, it's just overnight it's gone to dysentery, hasn't it? It's Mm. just it's it's back to Sheffield. It is the Sheffield United way, not not the uh, popular video uh, vlog of the the same name, the Sheffield United way isn't to play proper football it's to build your hopes up get to get to the brink of something good and then just snatch it all away in new and exciting ways 
That's a cheery thought, isn't it? It is, though, isn't it? I mean, you think about how many times have we done this? We've, us, personally, we started... Well, you started supporting United a bit before me. Uh, you saw a bit of turgid crap first. But then mm. I started around the time Bassett took over, which is, you know, I waited until we got to that third tier. And we saw him build up from that. And, you know, it became something really special. It was brilliant. And then that all went to shit. And we had years and years in the wilderness. And then Warnock did the same thing again. And then it, and then it's quite parallels to this current situation. We went down. Um, the sort of management wanted him to stay and he walked. And I, and I think there's been a bit about that this time, you know, because the Prince, no matter how, you know, we slag him off and, you know, he's got no money and he doesn't seem to get the club and he doesn't understand that, you know, this wilder thing, and it's, it, it's bigger than just a job. And, you know, it's all part of the big thing. He doesn't seem to get that. But all the support he was giving him over the past few months, his job's safe, regardless if we go down with the worst points total and that. that sh- I know you get votes of confidence that switch overnight, like Doug Ellis style. But I don't think, I think that was real. I think he genuinely meant that. And that surely doesn't switch overnight. So there's surely got to be some aspect to Wilder walking as well. I think the fans, sort of, the general mood has been, he's kind of been forced out a little bit by sort of both fan base. And I'm with you. I'm, I, I'm not sure. I, I think Wilder's kind of initiated that he, he wants to go and then, you know, that the, they perhaps have, have met with him and they can't thrash out the differences and stuff. And yeah, maybe they should have tr- tried a lot harder to, to try and reach compromise to, to yeah keep him at all costs sort of thing. But it does reach a point where if you, you know, if it is down to fundamental things that you can't provide, whether it's financial backing to increase the wages, you know, t- to get a better training ground, all those things and stuff, then I don't know how you're going to overcome that. I don't know how you overcome that. And a lot of people are kind of getting a little bit lost in it and just saying it's the British could have kept but what if they've said this is how it you know this is what we can offer and this is what we're trying to do and Wilder still doesn't want to be there and has made the decision that actually he, he sees himself whether it's at Celtic or it's another club whether he's waiting for Newcastle or Palace or whatever that United can't realise his ambitions and um, I think there's a bit of naivety that some fans think Wilder would stay no, would have stayed no matter what because it's his club he is an ambitious manager he's mid-50s you know it's not like he's going to be around forever. I can't see him being a, you know, there's very few that do like McCarthy, kind of Warnock, maybe will, but. Yeah, I, 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 well, we're making this up, aren't we? We're completely yeah. making this up. But, <laughs> no, I genuinely see it as quite a bit of that. I think he's, he's forced a lot of this himself and, and, you know, people say he's been forced out. I think he's engineered some of this himself as well, that he's been pushing, pushing, pushing for things that they can't provide. And, in fairness to him, if if he's that hard line that I don't think I want the best for this football club, and unless we do this in this way, then I'm going, and he's stuck to his guns, then that's all fair play to him. But mm. I just wish both of them could have compromised some mm. somehow. You know, Prince, whether that's saying okay, I'll get some some more investment, even if that means yeah. co ownership again, yeah. and and while they're saying, you know what, I'll take because I surely he believes like I believe that. You take this squad, you sell a couple that we can't afford to keep. You know, I think we know what we mean by that. We're going to sell two of the, at least two of the three big signings we've made recently, you'd think, or, or let, you know, one or two of them go. Um, even with that, you lose that. You've still got, well, you've got the same squad that, you know, came up from the championship last time, give or take. Surely we can have a crack at it with that, that squad. I, I think that's what probably concerns me more moving forward that, you know, perhaps one of the reasons why he has gone is that there has been discussions about next season and maybe they're going to have to get sell a lot of the players and they're going to, the whole squad is going to be stripped away. All right, people saw that, you know, not many teams or 
or come from and stuff. But, you know, even some of the players like you, you kind of, you know, your Bulldogs and your Egans and stuff, Premier League clubs, if, you, if, if we're having to have a fire sale and we're going to take, you know, cheaper fees and stuff because we need the money and, and clubs will, you know, know that things get word, get out, then clubs will take them as, as backups in the Premier League, you know. You, so does he know something that we don't know in terms of, you know, where, where the direction goes? And that's the worrying thing, yeah. you know, because if it was, let's be honest, if it was the same squad next season, pretty much, give or take, Berg going, possibly Egan O'Connell, you know, and he has to bring a few, you know, might have to wheel and deal a bit and bring a few players in. You still think we'd be in the top top six or so of the championship and have a go, but Wilder obviously feels that those fundamental differences long term can't be changed, and he he perhaps doesn't want to waste another year or so. Even if he got them back up, he's just going to be in the same boat. In, in, well, that, in that's in, the point I'm making. Surely, if they both wanted this to end in the way that we kind of wanted it to end, and Wilder stating, um, you just meet in the middle. They both make compromises, and one of them compromises is surely. And it, this is a compromise both ways that, yeah, you just plod on as, as was last season, but with the promise, Prince makes the promise, if we get to the Premier League again, or look like we're going to, I will find some more investment, I will find some more money, I will, I will be able to match the wage structures of other lower half of the table Premier League clubs. Because that's all we're trying to match, weren't we? Villa and Fulham and you know clubs like that. Uh, but then the, the compromise has also got to come from Wilder. That he's also then got to say, yeah, I hold my hands up. If we look like we're going to get to the Premier League, I'll take a director of football you know, or, or a scouting structure that's a bit different or a CEO or a go-between or whatever it is that the you know that the powers that be want to put in place at the club. Just both make a compromise. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens. If it is down to some more basic things like training ground and, uh, you know, and they just literally has got no money to be able to make, make improvements, things like that, then... That that's more more worrying, and uh, that's my my sort of underlying fear that things are yeah. perhaps in a, a worse position financially. People might say, "Well, no, they've got all the money from you know the Premier League." But you think about the pandemic, you think about you know gate receipts, you think about how much they have spent on transfers. Because so they've still got a fairly low wage bill, but they spent a lot of money, money you know I've never spent before. Yeah, there is that concern that you know a hemorrhaging you know money every week, and uh, it is gonna it's gonna be a bit of a mess for a few years. I mean, you only have to look at some of the clubs, you know, that where they've gone, clubs like Sunderland and Bolton and Portsmouth and stuff, you know, very quickly have just it's suddenly gone in the other direction. Um, and that's the fear, uh, you know, that's the fear for next season. We now go from a team that you think should be in the shake-up, but you suddenly sell off a load of players, you, you know, you bring in a cheaper option as manager and all of a sudden it's, you know, and then, and then there's the Prince thinking, actually, I want out of this sort of thing. I don't know. Hey, that's that paints a nice picture, doesn't it? But it's as I say, it's the Chef United way. You have five years or so boom, and then ten years of bust. Yeah, five United years day. is more than we've probably had. You know, we had a bit under Bassett, I suppose, but even then, we were struggling financially. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't mean I don't mean booming in terms of money. We've never had money, I, and I, like you, I'm amazed at the amount of money we've spent over this last two years. It's just not what Chef United do, is it? But under Bassett, we did have we had five years of really good you know we two successive promotions three or four good years in top division um and yeah it was good but then you just pay for it with your it just all goes wrong and you have 10 years of absolute cack and then same under warnock 10 years of absolute cack or more whatever it was and then you know we've done it again so yeah cheery thought everyone we've got at least a decade of crap to come so what what do you do now if you're uh Betis and uh, Prince Abdullah. Well, I mean, obviously, at the end of the season, you're just going to go with 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 uh, 
you know, what we've got sort of thing. We obviously made a great, great start in his uh, quest to get the job full, full, full time. <laughs> but I don't think anybody, you know, even if he'd have, he'd had to have won like four or five at last 10, which still wouldn't have been enough for the board to even think about. I yeah. think it is a, it's a short term arrangement. So you just get through this season. But what, what do you do in the summer? What, what do you do in terms of the, the management? What, what route do you go? I mean, you look at the names and we mentioned this on the pod we did the other day and it's it's depressing it really is depressing yeah i mean re- well regardless of who they go for i know we've we, we mentioned uh cobra kai a few times on this podcast but johnny says um what you're gonna do you can you can sit around moaning about it like a bunch of pussies or you can do some get on and do something about it and that's what we need to do while they're gone now you sort of draw a line under it best time ever supported united you know i've ever had and probably most people that are listening to this have ever had all three of you um and you know it's gone now though it's not coming back um so you just whoever whoever we get in you've kind of got to give it a go aren't you and just a pretty it's not their fault if they come in and they're not they're not the man that we think's the right man for the job uh which obviously they're not going to be because we all think well there's the man for the job but well, I think get on with it. it's not their fault is it no no the, the, the thing that's going to annoy me next season is when I start next season, I hope some fans are going to be back. I feel really sorry for the manager who's coming in because no matter who it is, they're going to be on hiding to nothing because everyone, it's like the Henderson Ramsdale thing, you know, it's like constantly harping on about what, what you had before. There's nothing the new manager can do about nope. him coming in and taking over. It's, it is an impossible kind of task to follow, but we've got to, we've got to kind of support him and we've got to support the club because, you know, we're United fans. We're not Wilder fans. Well, we are Wilder fans, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, 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 you know, it's the club that, that we support and we're all gutted he's gone, you know, wishing well as a person, all that sort of stuff. But I just hope we're not spending months and months going on about this now. We can't change it. It's done now. Oh. We, we, we've got to kind of focus on uh, the future, yeah, there'll be some some examinations behind the scenes and stuff, and why it's happened and what we could have done differently. But it is finished now, and it's going to be a, it's going to be a, an interesting summer to to, to say the least. And uh, I don't know, I, I because there's no infrastructure behind the scenes in terms of a football infrastructure. You know, I don't think Betis has got you know he's he's, a, he's got a business background, not a football background. And yeah. um, who's going to be making that decision? I mean, you only have to look at. Uh, Piag's other side at City, and you know, there it, it you know, uh, Chancellor and his advisors, some of their appointments have been appalling. Yeah, uh, you do worry what you know, will he will he go life field? Will he will he go for a you know, foreign manager? Will he go for a young manager? I'd rather than try something a bit innovative than you know, a, a recycled, yeah, but just yeah, bringing but what, what, what happened to us last time when we got we got wearing, didn't we? That was innovative. Jesus, some of the worst cack I've seen served up at Bramall Lane. So yeah. it's, I don't know, you can't, you can't, obviously straight away, you want to rule out all the so-called tried and tested bullshit, you know, like. Retreads, as I call it. Yeah, exactly. Retreads, remolds. Yeah. They just, get you through, they, they just get you through MOT, but they're not going to get, you know, they're going to blow out on motorway at some point, aren't they? And you just usual ma- manager merry-go-round idiots that you just don't want anything to do with, you know, Pardew and all them. So you just immediately rule all them out. You're then left with just the crap names that you well you mentioned on the podcast on Friday night, and you're just going to probably bring up then like such as Lampard and the Cowley brothers. They're, they're and not going to come. Well, I, I, I mean, I mean, this suck of Appleton at Lincoln, who's who's done well, and um, I, I probably would rather us go for a you know an up and coming manager than to. Yep. Yeah, you know, if they could, but I don't know. I have no idea. I, I, 
Uh, Nigel Atkins is free, hasn't he? He's been doing his online uh, LMA courses. He was telling us this week, so, you know. Well, he was in the bookies running. Obviously, someone had put put him in there. And uh, what's his face? Monk was was in the, was in the arts. So it's like those odds when they throw someone out there. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. It's just a mess. It's an absolute mess. I, I don't see any direction from the club, even outside the managerial appointment. I, I don't see where they're going. And that's the thing, because there's no leadership in terms of the book. I don't think there was any leadership when McCabe was there, by the way. But there's no kind of... This is the direction we've got. I mean, that statement yesterday, we're, we're going to keep building through our investing in the academy in the first... Well, we haven't invested in the academy. We've still got shit training ground. We're still not category one. We're still, you know, you haven't really invested in that. So, well, that's they, not... yeah, so they're going to keep doing what they were doing. It's a factual oh. statement. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Playing out of a, with a little hut and two sloping pitches. Sloping pitches in a, really. in a bucket under leaky roof. Um, and just buying buying players that are young and not ready. Yeah, we'll keep doing that. That's working really well. Yeah, it's what we've got to look forward to. I don't think there's much more to say, is there? We've got a week. When's the next match? Next Sunday? It is next weekend. It's it's pretty much bang on. It's same time, I think, like half one-ish FA Cup, isn't it? Absolutely not hoping hell of winning that match. No, not at all. It's damage limitation already, isn't it? Damage limitation in a cup match. That's pathetic. It is, isn't it? It's not even like you're protecting goal difference. Can't play for a replay, can you? Can't play for a... Oh, dear. Yeah, I think well, that's it. Let's, let's end with the positive. Uh, I've completed the first series of Cobra Kai. I've, uh, Excellent. I've, I've mainlined that in a week, basically. Oh. Uh, I've been doing three or four a night, um, started about Tuesday, Wednesday, and we completed it last night, the first... Well, where are you up to? It's hard not to. It's hard not to. And I tell you, it's hard not to mainline it. I finished it last weekend, all three yeah. series. I mean, there's a fourth coming. I think it's making it now, maybe. Right. Or it's just got the green light or whatever. But it's brilliant. And, and funnily enough, um, one of our followers this week, um, some guy in America, M. White, is, is, I don't know if he's got a first name, um, but it, you look on his account and it does say he's a US Air Force veteran, so I don't know if he's one of these that... Wasn't, wasn't he in the Bond films? This yeah, he's, this is it. No, that's, he's a Bond forever, handler. Exactly, when he was in, in Air Force, so I just you just wonder if it's one of these that you can't know his full name, because if you did, you'd be dead. But um, he, he made a brilliant analogy. That, you know, I've previous weeks I've been trying to explain. I can't explain why Cobra Kai is so good. I, every time I try and explain it, it sounds cheesy and rubbish. And, and, and to an extent, it is quite cheesy. And he, he made a brilliant analogy that it's way better than it's got any right to be. And that was our season last season. We yeah. just, everything just clicked, didn't it? And on paper, we should have been a lot worse. And it, yeah, it's a perfect analogy. So if you if you want to cheer yourself up, get it watched, everyone. Cobra Kai, I'm, brilliant. I'm still not sure. And this is the beauty of it. I'm still not sure what, which, you know, because you've got to pick a side, haven't you? You know, you, you, say you, don't, you don't pick sides. Well, in this, you've got to pick a side, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. have, There's no so, fence sitting in this one. I'm not sure whether I'm LaRusso or, or Johnny. I, 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 don't, I still don't know. I still your don't confu- know. And your confusion's going to get worse as well. You're only going to get yeah. worse. So you need to pile into series two because you, you, you're still going to struggle to make decisions. I mean, I mean Johnny, so far, he's, he's an alcoholic. He's a bit of a bum. He's, 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 he's a bully. To like and he calls everyone pussies, as I alluded to earlier. But yeah, like, makes fun of their, like, he's like one of them worst United fans on Twitter at the moment, <laughs> you know, with all the kind of criticisms of the board and everything and stuff in terms of going way over the top. But... I quite like him as a character. He's he's got a, a lovable rogue side, and I think his art's in the right place. Um, 
But um, whereas I don't know, I, I'm definitely more Johnny than Larusso. I think Larusso he's a bit smarmy and he's a bit very much. But again, so, I'm it? seeing I'm seeing glints of of him being a good guy and wanting to do the right thing as well. Oh, it's it, it it's a complicated it's tearing me apart. Too. Honestly, it's tearing it's, me apart. It's a complicated scenario. It's it's as I said the other day on uh, Talksport. It's nuanced. So. Um, yeah, I, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but it's only going to get more complicated in what you're thinking in the next two series. So you need to tuck into them tonight. Well, I don't, yeah. I, I, to be honest, I'd be better just watching them when games are on. You <laughs> would actually, yeah. You can get, you'd be able to get through four episodes. And the entertainment value in that would just be, well, there was zero today with this, so you'd be off the scale. Well, Billy Sharp's just come out and just said, embarrassed. <laughs> Has he? Yeah. Well, at least he's admitted it. What is he including he himself in that? Is it embarrassing? <laughs> does does that include running towards touchline and then falling over? He did, he did some of them today where he didn't even get the foul. Did you notice that? He ran towards yeah. uh, touchline, fell over and didn't get the foul. So, mm. yeah. We've done a, it's been a, a, a monster pod. We, we, we used to slag off all those pods that are too long and saying a pod shouldn't be longer than an hour. And this is one hour, 20 minutes. This is it. It was done. like, we're, we're going to be something a bit different. We're going to have snap yeah. reactions to games. 15 minutes max, put them straight out and then keep drinking in showroom, which is obviously where we recorded because it was quite his pub in vicinity. But yeah, I think I think it's got more to do with the fact that A, there's nothing else to do and B, when we started it, we were in the pub, so there were better yeah, things to yeah. do when we were there. Yeah. So. yeah, you want to go on and drink somewhere else and yeah, and, and talk about the game without recording it. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I'm but yeah, so, so, so sorry if you've had to listen to all this. Yeah, well, so. I'm going to get my letter into Betis because he's got nothing better to do to see if I can get my seat back for next season. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I reckon I've got a chance of getting it back now. Well, if not, you can say we've got over a 1,000 followers. Uh, shout out to Howard Lee, our 1,000th follower. Um, just say, can I can I be a press man anyway? If you know, if they keep in the press box where your yeah. seat was, can I have a press pass, please? Because, you know, Tufty Club a huge thousand followers I write reports for the games incidentally look at this one against Leicester where they all got one out of ten um, yeah I'm sure it'd work yeah well, end on a positive um, at least there's only nine games left. is it nine I don't even know if it's nine that's how little nine plus the cup it's ten yeah at least there's only ten games left that's my positive I really can't think of any others yeah, at least there's not going to be any wilder speculation, I suppose, now. <laughs> More mercies. Right. Well, uh, I hope you enjoyed that uh, positive uh, look back on our 5 0 defeat to Leicester City and our greatest manager in our lifetime uh, leaving the club. Oh, uh, and you forgot to mention and looking ahead to the next 10 years of misery. So, yeah, something to look forward to, everyone. Good evening. Good night.